Namaste. Sut Nam. What up, bitches? <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode four of A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. Hello. On this week's episode, I have a super dope conversation with a fellow comic from Austin. His name is Chris Castles. We talk about spirituality in general, magic, good vibes, and so on. But before I get to that, I'm going to just give a brief reflection on some things I've been thinking about, about Jesus specifically and God in general. I think about Jesus often as a spiritual figure and teacher, apart from the rules and dogma of Christianity. And I don't really understand what some people have against Jesus as a spiritual figure and teacher. Jesus was super dope. I mean, the essence of his message was love everyone. Love your neighbor, love your enemy, love the guy who shortchanged you, the girl who says she hates you to your face. Jesus's answer to all, love. The Christian institution seemed to go off the rails somewhere and separate itself from Jesus's pure message of love. Somewhere along the way, Christianity became more about power and less about one's own experience of God. The leaders of the church got selfish, and the message was no longer about spreading love to everyone, but it was more about forcing people to follow a set of rules. Christianity became about dogma rather than the message of Jesus himself. Jesus was anti-establishment and probably wouldn't have even considered himself a Christian because in Jesus' time, he was fed up with the leaders of the church telling people that only the purest men could interact with God. Jesus' message all along was you too could have a personal relationship with God. And ultimately, the message that Jesus taught, that of love, transcends dogma, rules, power, patriarchy, jealousy, more rules. Somewhere along the line, the Christian church decided that people shouldn't have a personal relationship with God, but rather that people should pay the organization to give them a standard one-size-fits-all taste of God, which is actually what Jesus was fighting against in his own time. A lot of people have a bad taste in their mouths about God because what they've been taught is that in certain organized religions that there are rules that you have to follow. And often people think that the only way to experience God is by following those rules that are given to them by man. When in reality, these rules can get in the way of experiencing God because the love of God transcends petty judgment. God is much larger and much more complex than our three-dimensional experience of reality. Ultimately, what I'm saying is, God transcends rules and dogma. God isn't somewhere out in the ether holding petty human emotions, demanding that we work hard in hopes of one day encountering God. God is already here, now. God is love, and you can have a personal relationship with God, if you want. Don't let anyone tell you what you should expect from God or how you should expect God to show up in your life. Don't let anyone tell you that your personal experience of the divine is wrong. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't experience God if you're not following a set of rules. God does not ask for perfection in order to have an interaction. God is already here. God is listening. You don't have to obey a rule or say a particular prayer. Just breathe and look around. God is already here.
on that note, enjoy this conversation I had with comedian Chris Castles. So yeah, we'll just go through, I'll just, you can just start recording now. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I'll just go through like some questions and just kind of like have a conversation really like, uh, okay. you know, just oh, yeah. based on spirituality or whatever. Oh, hell so, yeah. 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 I just remember last time we hung out, like I didn't know you at all, but we just kind of connected over that. So. I have, uh, I have the ability to become very familiar with people quickly. Yeah. Me too. Empathetic. Right. Yeah. Empathy, I, yeah. I like, guess I'm an empath. I'm yeah. Very, I'm very, com- I'm very conversational. What do you think that is? An empath? Yeah. No. Like why do you think you're that way? Um, I don't know. I, I think that is pretty inherent, uh, that I'm a sensitive person pretty early in my life. I just saw my mom. So she was, I overheard her telling a story to other family members, about how my dad thought I was really slow uh-huh. or like basically thought I was retarded, which is what they would have said in the 90s right. yeah. uh, or in the 80s. Uh, but I, and it was because I would just stare at walls. <laughs> and my mom was like, no, I think he's just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was just really dreamy. Your dad's like, what the hell in, is that? <laughs> not in a looks way. Yeah. He's a very dreamy boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay, well, I'll introduce you. So this is Chris Castles. Hi. Uh, he's a comic out here in Austin. I am that. Um, yeah, that's that's his intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having or for coming on the podcast. Of course. You know. Um, I love when I can do a podcast in my own bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win for you for sure. So, what's the? Do you have like a spiritual background from your childhood? Um, well, I wasn't raised with any organized religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, my grandmother would talk about ghosts and spirits and stuff. Oh, uh, really? Like uh, from the Mexican side of my family. Oh, really? I would hear those kind of stories. But no, I wouldn't say, like, my spirituality didn't come with any definition mm-hmm. in terms of... I didn't find other spiritual people or people to talk to about spirituality. I would say until kind of recently. Oh, really? Uh, I'm 35. So I would say only in the last three or four years has it been like a more, I don't know, or a conversation where I I talk to people that have the vocabulary or vernacular Mm -hmm. to even delve into those kind of topics. So if there were spiritual conversations before, they weren't in that context. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, what do you think? So it's just happened over the past few years. Like, what has kind of, like, led you in that direction to have more of a spiritual path now? Um... Drugs? Mm, <laughs> drugs, yeah. Well, drugs took me to spiritual places before. Yeah. Um, so I, I've had the connection with, like, that, what you know, with a more, like, magical side of myself. Mm. Uh, outside of our perceived reality, like, a connection with energy. I would say, say more. Say I've had that connection since I was younger. Uh, like, I remember the first... Uh, thoughts like that came when um i would sit at home at like when you're supposed to go to bed or i was supposed to go home go to bed but was still awake so Mm -hmm. i'd be laying in my bed um just thinking about everything i was like oh this is it's crazy that everything exists yeah and then i would have the opposite thought where i go well what if nothing existed yeah what would that be 
And then I would go back and forth on those thoughts until I really started to freak myself out. <laughs> yeah. And then I would lose a sense of space. Holy so shit. my room suddenly felt like the whole universe. Like the oh corner God. of my bedroom seemed a million years away. It's like you thought your way into tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah before I ever did drugs. You thought your way into a drug experience. Uh-huh. And I would have those really strange um, spatial hallucinations uh-huh. and then i would like look at the clock the alarm clock right like the red digits to kind of anchor myself oh wow and yeah. then I, if i ground yourself in time almost yeah, exactly. yeah. whoa it, yeah sort of something yeah. like that yeah so i think that was why i always had a tr- trouble trying to fit in with christian kids um because i grew up in i started in la and then i moved my grandparents won the lottery oh, in, oh, in yeah, 1991, yeah. so they moved us up to Oregon, and I didn't know anything about the money. I just, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, everyone's white here, and everyone <laughs> believes in Jesus. What's that? And I think I just had a lot. What's a Jesus? Well, what's Jesus? Yeah. And I tried to believe, but only to like fit in. Yeah. But I'd already... Uh-huh developed my brain enough to like logic just prevented me how old were you eight and nine Uh was when i was first starting to try and fit in uh yeah with christians and i just it baffled me i think that's probably where my first stand-up comes from or like humor comes from is that it was so ridiculous that they all blindly believe in this thing that they couldn't actually explain to me i'm like i'm an eight-year-old boy (laughs) explain it to me in a way that that makes me go okay cool i believe now and they could they couldn't and i yeah so uh, yeah i mean i think you have to be really indoctrinated into that i mean because i grew up religious and i was like all in but i think i also believed in christianity because i needed hope in my life because like my family was so chaotic so it was like clinging to jesus and the hope that like oh if you just like really believe in this and like things will get better so and i think that's why a lot of people cling to religion you know like very dogmatic religions is because it offers like you just do these things and things will get better like you know and that's it's hard to explain like you know, because I remember trying to like witness to like my fellow kids when I like fellow peers or whatever when I was that young, and it was like it made sense to me. But um, yeah, if you don't grow up in that, like trying to convince like a rational even child how to like yeah no okay way back in the day like there was this guy it's like kids don't really care about that kind of stuff like <laughs> you know definitely not kids don't give a fuck they're like let's play lego it's just like, boring let's fuck was, yeah i tried to go to church it was boring so boring and it was also kind of scary and i just felt like a <laughs> condescending vibe like oh you don't know about this what kind of church what did you go to I don't even know. <laughs> Gar- garbage church. <laughs> Whichever one was there that the ki- the neighbor kids went to. Yeah. So it was just arbitrary. I was interested. Yeah. And I, I went and I was like, okay, I was open-minded as well. I, yeah. I remember thinking, okay, I want to know about this and maybe I could be part of this too. Yeah. Very quickly. It was like, yeah, no. That's the, such a problem with church. I mean, I feel that even now is just like, it's fucking boring. Like it's so disconnected from like an actual spiritual practice or encounter mm-hmm. to, to just like, okay, get up, like sing these songs. Like, and I think rituals are important, but these they're sort of like empty rituals at church now. They're archaic. I mean, not yeah. all church. I understand yeah, that it's course, not all church. Of course. And I, I used to be more upset or i don't know or annoyed with 
with religions now i'm just like all right i get it we all need something i have my own garbage or whatever i have my own yeah ideas that i cling to that help me through and i don't think spirituality is that different than any other religion it's a different language yeah uh, i just like that it's more rooted in I don't know, just concepts I can actually relate to. Right. Or, I mean, and that's why I don't even know if I'm, if I, do I practice spirituality? I don't know. <laughs> I like to talk in those terms. I think that a lot of those conversations make more sense to me than more of the, the dogmatic type. Yeah. Of like, he hath, ma, hmm, yeah, ha, I can't like, understand it. First of all, God is a he. First of all, uh. God is a male uh, human being. Like that alone, when I first started to become unreligious uh, was like when I started studying philosophy. And I'm like, logically, God isn't a male. Like if God exists, God transcends like masculine, feminine. So like that alone started to give me pause to question. Like, wait a second. We keep saying he and it's written by all men, you know. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good that you made that distinction early. Absolutely. I mean, well, early. I guess it wasn't that early. I was like 20. <laughs> that's early enough. Good enough. Early enough to start questioning. Yeah. Definitely. And just like, and it's not even... I, I think a lot of people who are religious think like, oh, you don't believe in God because if you're not like a Christian and it's like, no, it's not that. It's just like, I want to do justice to whatever the higher power is. Like, I don't want to confine it within these terms of like he, she, uh, God being jealous or having these like human sort of emotions. It's like God transcends all of that. Like God is not bound to like our notion of like what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's words are just tools to communicate essentially. Yeah. So you can't really capture concepts like God and love and you just can't, you just can't. If anything, you you can like know the feeling, but yeah. And that's the point of the word. Yeah. The word is to both is to connect the feeling which is undescribable mm. and personal for in every individual. Absolutely. So, I mean, we, like my grandmother used to ask me, because she doesn't speak English, uh, she would ask me in Spanish, uh, do you believe in Jesus? Around Christmas, she would ask me. And I would used to be like, no. Mm-hmm. And she would get upset with me, like not talk to me for several weeks. Aww. And we live in the same house, Aww. like was really upset. And then I remember I took acid when I was <laughs> seven, 16 or 17. And I remember the first time after I had discovered hallucinogens and really started uh, experimenting with it, I realized, oh, that the answer to that question is yes. Because Mm -hmm. the the question isn't really, do I believe in Jesus? The question is, do you feel the same way I do? Yeah. Are, Are you having the same experience on this earth as I am? And yes, I am. Absolutely. So I would much rather just answer yes, because I don't want to have the, I don't want you to be upset at me because there's no way to actually describe with any language or words how you really truly feel. Yeah. Uh, we're never going to really know each other right. uh, uh, as much as we can. I mean, but outside of that, there's no point in having animosity about the difference in the way we describe our experience, Absolutely. which is the same. Yeah. You have the same fears as me. You use the bathroom. You <laughs> eat food. You breathe. You want to survive. You want to procreate. You know, you want you want to do all these things uh, with your flesh and body while you're here. And we share that. So what's the point of... of Getting uh, stuck on these terms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the way it is with my mom. Like, I mean, I grew up super conservative Christian and she still believes that way. 
And now when I talk to her about in spiritual terms, it's like, I talk about God, but it's like, I know that the way that I define God is different than the way that she defines God. And, but I, there was a while when it's like, I would really resist. I mean, cause I'm kind of like you really only really actually for me only the past year have I started to reconnect in this like deeper way spiritually that's like beyond Christianity or beyond like a dogma it's like oh wait I can actually pursue a spiritual path that's personal to me and you know doesn't fit within the terms of you know society or like expectations with it like by other religions and so when I talk to my mom now about spirituality it's like we can agree on things like love and patience and it's like we meet in the middle to like it's like we don't have to be talking it's like you're saying it's like it doesn't have to be like do you believe in Jesus if not you're going to hell because it's like what we're really connecting over is something deeper and it's like the dogma and the terms are just sort of like limiting I guess Yeah, the tools yeah. are ineffective yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, so, um, and I've had someone try to argue against that concept with me and they're like, well, you're not, then you're not communicating anymore because, but I'm like, no, with my grandma, I just need, she just needs to believe that everything's going to be good. Absolutely. You and don't so need to like it. get into a whole, you no. know, logical debate. And like, I feel the same way with other Christians. Absolutely. If another Christian were to ask me, Hey, do you believe in Jesus? And they're my friend and I thought it mattered to them. I'd just be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And then just, you know what? Sure. I'm sure, I'm sure Jesus was dope. Like, or the idea of Jesus or whatever, like that's, a, that's detached from like, you know, all the Christianity that's attached to it later. Like Jesus as a Socratic figure, right? Like love your neighbor, like love your enemy. I believe in Jesus. Absolutely. I believe in Jesus so much as that you're bringing him up. So yeah. obviously <laughs> it's a thing. I believe it because we're talking about it. Right. But I, I think that it's, and it's also silly that, I don't like when people slam religion. Oh, I, I think it's that. such an easy target. So, like, I don't know if we talked about this, but, like, the movie Religious, I oh, hated yeah, it. Did. Yeah. And I couldn't get through it because I was like, this is such an easy target. I know. There's nothing to be gained from being like, look how stupid their belief <sighs> is. It's just try and be empathetic with people. Try and understand Absolutely. what they're communicating. Look for the context, which is my argument also uh, against Christianity, but also against atheism. It's like, yeah. it's like just try and read between the lines a little and see what the person's actually trying to say. Don't cling on to the words, yeah. whether it's that you believe in God or that you don't believe in God. Just try and be fucking nice mm -hmm. and know that it doesn't matter that much because... It doesn't matter what you believe, whether it's spirituality and magic and energy and healing <laughs> mm. or that Jesus saves all. It's all just an idea anyway. And none of us can actually prove anything. For real. And especially if you believe in spirituality and magic. That's the beauty of it. At least to me in spirituality is the mystery of it. Is yeah. that I'm not going to get to know. I'm not going to be able to show you or prove to you mm. that what I believe is real or not. I know it is for me yeah. and that's the most I can do I can show other people and hopefully if they need healing or if they need yeah. if they need Try it I can show them the way but I can't, and to wait it to their own, by the way, not mine. Not, I'm not going to yeah, you impose into my your no. yeah, beliefs onto them. Yeah, I don't expect Absolutely. you to believe that I think that I'm magical. <laughs> Do you believe I, in magic? 100%. Oh my God, me too. I just recently started to get into it. Yeah, magic's amazing. Do you have, do you like cast spells or what do you, how do you? No, 
I think. Well, then I think I. I, I don't think I actively cast spells. I think I accidentally cast. Spells. Yeah. Uh huh. I think I accidentally cast a spell on Jerome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I got him. I got him to like me. So yeah. that's my boyfriend, guys. If you don't know. Okay. <laughs> nice. I didn't mean to. I just you know. I think. Yeah, I think I do cast spells too unknowingly. What's like an example you've done? Um, <laughs> I would say I the way I cast is just like getting sharing conversations with people where I am being passionate about something that I think is cool or an idea, and then having someone report back to me, "Hey, I want you to know I went and did this whole thing." And the reason that this whole thing happened is because you once said this to me. Wow. So, like, in that sense, I feel like... And that is magical to me. Cause it that's, is. Because that is literally a energy. Like, I, I shared an idea, and then it got into your brain like a little worm, and then... And then set off all this stuff. And, and then, then manifested. All the, and then all that manifested and all these actions happened because of a moment we shared. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's that's magic. And also, I, uh, on the contrary of it, I think it also there's outside of our will. It's like we are part of that whether I willed it to be or not. It, uh, it happened. Maybe yeah. it has nothing to do with me. There's all this, like, weird... I, you know, I had a mushroom trip um, a few months ago. I, I like to trip by myself, preferably. Um, cause I use it kind of for spiritual purposes, not mm-hmm. just like party colors. Uh, yeah. I mean, which is nice too, but, um, yeah. So I like had this whole experience where I realized I was like, prayers are spells like, cause you're putting that energy out there. Like, you know, if you're, whether you're praying and asking for, you know, help in whatever form, like that's what a spell is. It's just like asking for help, right? Like whether it's like love or money or whatever you need, it's essentially the same thing because you're putting that shit out into the universe and waiting for it to come back, you know, and whether or not it comes back in the way that you think or the way that you expect is sort of the fun of it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the, the universe has like this whole sort of like playfulness to it, where it's like yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That I th- I think that that nails it for me. That the universe is playful, so playful. And if you engage, if you're engaged, that then it can be fun. Yeah. And it's when you're not engaged and you don't believe in the magic or you don't believe that that's the way that it can be, then you shut yourself out to it. It won't be that. It's yeah. amazing the power of your beliefs. Absolutely. Like I mean, this sounds like so open. Like Oprah 2007 or whatever, yeah. like, but it's true. It's like, you know, the more I, the more I experience it, the more I believe it to be true. That's like, if you're just open, like shit happens, you know, but yeah. if you close yourself off and however you perceive reality, like then that's going to be how you perceive reality. And, but. That's the, and that's the thing is, is that even in like, uh, so like spiritual notices or like when, when I make connections and I'm like, Oh, this has happened because of this, or this is a mm-hmm. sign. I realize that there's some element of, I have that in my mind. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And therefore it's there, yes. but it's still there. It's still there. So it doesn't matter if it's just chance, even if it's, it's just, just f- fun. And then I yeah. get excited and I'm like, Oh my God, this is connected because of this. Uh-huh. And then I, I have all this energy and I'm excited about my life. Even if it's fucking just as silly as you believing that a miracle <laughs> happened because Jesus made it happen. It's still the same feeling and it's still like I'm choosing to have that be my reality and it's better than being like 
or at least to me, from my perspective, and I'm not judging anyone, but I, I definitely meet a lot of people who are closed off to those ideas mm-hmm. of magic and yeah. the universe, and their lives are drab. Yeah, and it's they like... complain, and then they're like, uh, they focus on their bills, or Absolutely. they focus on an injury, or they focus on anything that isn't working for them, and their whole reality is that. Yeah, and that to me, just like I can't handle that. No, it's just, and it's sort of sad too because it's like. I want to help people like I've realized that recently in my life and that's part of like starting this podcast is like trying to like help people in some way and be like you don't have to be stuck in your beliefs like you don't have to be stuck in the way that you perceive reality and like your negative thoughts or what you think matters it's like no you can I mean the name of the podcast is a thousand serious moves it's kind of like based on like not taking shit so seriously like you can change the way that you perceive reality like there's multiple ways to interpret one scenario right like somebody cuts you off in traffic like you can get really pissed off about it or you can also see maybe they're in a hurry whatever it's not about me like there's a million different ways your perspective is in your control absolutely and it makes me sad when i see people who get stuck in you know their ways and think that there's no way out you know and then even then i have to stop myself from letting that bug me yeah (laughs) and i don't i try not to in fact i i think the way that my magic works too is also just in me being fully myself uh, because I I am really comfortable with people. So I'll even refer to people I've never met. Like if I'm in a social interaction, like let's say I'm doing yoga, right? Mm-hmm. And I go up to the desk. I've never been to this yoga studio. I don't know the two women behind the desk. I'll say, what's up, homie? Mm-hmm. Uh, or something. Or like, what's up, playgirl? <laughs> and it's silly, of course. That's a really silly thing to say. And juvenile, most, like most definitely. <laughs> but the girl, I did this like a week ago. The girl responded. She goes, oh, hey, so you've been in here before because i don't recognize you and i go oh no i just go i just i go i use really friendly terms like that so to break the ice with people yeah and then her the, her friend was like the other girl was like oh that's really cool i like that that's and nice. i was like yeah it's just like we're not going to be talking for very long uh so it might as well be pleasant and, Absolutely. Now, and now we're all smiling right now Fuck and yeah. then on the way out i was like hey good session and you know like gave her a fist pound and she goes she's like, all right i'll see you next week playboy this good exchange so so with that interaction when i have it that's it, magic yeah it, it will and, and then in other situations where i see someone frustrated or i see someone who feels like they're not being heard or i see someone you know who i can tell them and i have to earn a smile from Mm. i see it as a challenge and i try and use my laid-back demeanor and ability to you know to be playful instantly with someone who i've never even met to kind of pull them out of it and hopefully that that interaction kind of like just made a little shift with like oh maybe i am being too yeah maybe i need to not do, you know like maybe i'm like a hit of weed for people when they see me. <laughs> that's what i'm hoping it's just like absolutely just, because sometimes you need to be jarred out of your perspective and that's where i think it's like uh the why religious list bugs me because it was so just snide it's just like fuck making, you religion yeah, like that's like, it well you're, like, you're not helping yeah you're not, not how, how are you adding anything to you're, t- you're trying to take away people's hope and you're shitting on them for like Even asking for it. help and, yeah and you're being exploiting it and from the mix so you can make money with like, yeah for real your bad like, joke. And, yeah and again not uh i never i'm not a huge fan of bill maher uh and whatever i could see that what what he's trying to do for himself but it, I, I don't want to do that. Right. So no judgment on the dude. I just don't want to do 
stuff like uh, like that. Like, oh, look at this person's being shitty. Fuck them. Well, like, oh, man, what's up with that person? Why are they feeling shitty? Yeah. I think if everyone was implementing that attitude, people wouldn't be as shitty or feel as shitty because there would be a, more of a sense of community. Yeah. Uh, like, kind of like what you were saying earlier. I was at this bar the other day and the other night, and this drunk man came up and was talking to the people I was with and and then he was like classic bar yeah exactly just like super drunk or whatever and he's like I want to trip with y'all and I'm like "Mm, I want to trip with you like (laughs) you know and then his his daughter walks up he had brought his daughter to the bar and if I could just like feel her I could just like see her face like I'm still like praying for her right now like sending her energy like because she was just like miserable she's maybe like 17 and I was like trying to connect with her while I could but I also realized like I'm also a, a person at a bar that's talking to her dad she probably just associates us all together as like people who are at a bar but even in those like brief moments I was like trying to be like it's okay like fuck your dad not fuck your dad but like you know you're gonna be okay like let it go because it's like I've been in that scenario like my dad never brought me to a bar but he was an alcoholic so I know what it's like to you know to be in that scenario it was like and it's also just frustrating to like I wanted to help her but I also realized like she wasn't in the right space to like even accept any kind of love that I could give her Yeah. yeah so but yeah I mean I see that shit a lot I just try to like it's like you were saying like I just try to bring goodness to everybody that I can like whether I'm at you know Walgreens and the like cashier seems a little down I'll be like how's it going how's your night like what are you up to whatever just try to like give them some kind of interaction especially customer service people they're just treated like shit all the time oh my god I'm the best yeah. I'm the best at a Taco Bell drive through <laughs> yeah I what do you the, do uh, I just I <laughs> I purposefully play up the tone tonation of my voice uh-huh. uh, it's where I can get them to laugh before I'm at the window oh that's good so i'll just be like yeah i'm a gay <laughs> a double cheese is that cool i'll ask them questions that they have to i don't is that cool well I, I it's because i do empathize i'm like yeah. i know your job sucks For and, real. I and i don't i mean part of it is i don't want you to spit in my food right there's that concept but <laughs> it is more just kind of like i don't want this inner I, I want you to have this interaction be all right yeah and, I, and I, usually they're pretty responsive to it i try to leave everybody better like after i have interacted with them at least a little bit like just to like you know i i look at myself as like i'm a resource of light and i yeah. want to give that light to people like i had a friend the other day be like i always feel calmer when i'm around you i'm like good take it yeah like, and i think that that's uh that's the one of our talent that's a talent that's hard to uh i have this i'm gonna read this for you yeah. that's a talent that is hard to explain to people or apply i think uh in like capitalism it's (laughs) how can we capitalize our empathy yeah it it is it is a weird thing but it does make sense though so uh this is crazy because i've been going through kind of a oh man stand-up's been really hard for me and i have just been going through this kind of i think chrysalis (laughs) pun Mm. pun intended honestly um (laughs) where I don't really like what I've been doing with stand-up. I've been doing it for over 10 years, and I don't feel like I've been treading water for a long time. And and I'm involved in all these other things, so that's okay. But it's been bugging me, and I realize that I'm just kind of going through this phase where I'm like, why do I want to entertain? Like, why do I want to be a comedian? Is it so that I'll be Mm -hmm. on TV? Is it because I really want my job to be to travel 
uh, you know, mo- more than half the year, every weekend, be in airports and go stay in hotels alone and and work for an hour, but then have to kill time and maybe have potential relationships suffer because that's my job that I chose. Mm-hmm. Is that something I really want, or or did I make myself believe I want that? What do I really want? And I've been yeah. having those kind of questions. And so then my friend sent me this picture of someone had sharpied on a women's restroom wall. And it just said, what can your talent provide that the world needs? Now, I know that she's just sending it to be silly. Uh, but it was weird because I've been having that like those thoughts all day driving back from mm. Dallas yesterday. And then she sent me that text. And I was just like, oh. I was like, I know you didn't mean for this to read it again. really hard. What... What oh yeah, it says, uh, what can your talent provide that the world needs? Mm. And I was like, oh, and I, it brought me back to this thought I've had uh, when I started getting into really talking to a spiritual healer last year, really opened up my uh, dialogue or this dialogue with me. Um, but it made me realize, oh, I'm not, I've been having this thought for a while. I'm not so much a comedian. That's. A comedian is something I fit into. It's a yeah. convenient thing where I, it's an already set up, established yeah. forum. There's places to go do it. Right. So if I say I'm a stand up comedian, it's like, oh, there's already places for me to go do it. Um, storytelling, less so, even though I feel like that's kind of more what I am as mm-hmm. terms of performing. But then I'm also like, I'm producing things and, you know, I do, I do different things. Yeah. But I don't think that those are, those aren't what I am. Those are just different mediums for me. For you to express yourself. Express myself and to do what the real work that I think that I am supposed to do, which is share my truth Mm -hmm. so that other people can relate and evolve. Yeah. Or like basically I'm a spiritual healer, but in a very indirect way. Yeah. Then like I didn't know that that's my actual strength. My actual strength and my actual talent is my ability to be earnest and open with people uh, to recognize my faults and say, yeah, I agree. I was shitty that time uh, in a way that most people aren't comfortable doing. Yeah. And you're not like attached to your ego. Well, sometimes. Like, I, I mean, yeah, we all are, but yeah. yeah. And that's not Less just than. Less <laughs> But I have these moments where I'm like, yep, what I did was fucked up. Yeah. Let's talk about And I can almost talk about myself like i'm not me and like look back at that person like okay well that i'm not going to be that person i bet you're a good boyfriend are you single no really no i'm a terrible boyfriend oh why well i have um I'm not a terrible boyfriend. I get really attached really quickly. Oh. Which uh-huh. is bad. Yeah. Um, That's I, like the dark side of empathy. Yeah. I have to fight, I have to fight that. Yeah. Um, I'm not a terrible boyfriend. I'm a fun boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, I just also... Um, alcohol... I'm really insecure and mm. low self-esteem, and then that plays out in projection. Yeah, uh, it gets complicated. Emotionally abusive, verbally abusive. Oh my I've, god! I've even been physically abusive in relationships. Oh my god! Yeah, so I'm not I'm not great so boyfriend material. Not. Uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> ladies, he's single. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He'll whip your ass. <laughs> well, no, nothing like that. Um, I actually did just uh, talk to. I just hung out with an ex-girlfriend. Uh, the one who I specifically was physically abusive with mm. and there was only a couple instances and we talked about how funny it because we were really open about it when it happened mm. we i at least told a lot of people because i wanted to be accountable for yeah. my action i was like okay i need to, this needs not happen mm-hmm. alcohol's on excuse um and no one was hurt or you know not physically uh, yeah. uh definitely was very traumatic uh, yeah a lot of emotional damage um 
But it was interesting talking to her because we talked about how everyone kind of villainized me and she, not her in the situation, but we both know like what happened and we didn't really explain, but everyone just imagines me like, like a pimp, like slapping around <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not at all what happened. Yeah. And there is a, it's an abuse is cyclical yeah. and there's a two to tango kind of situation there where Absolutely. We're, I mean, we're engaged in this, uh. I don't know. Anyway, it's like, so. who is it? Like Patrice O'Neill. I feel like it's like a thing. A comic like talks about like, oh yeah, she gets hit, but it's like, yeah, but what did she say beforehand? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For real. The, like, yeah, there was, and she, and, and that was why it was fun to talk to her about it. Cause she was like, yeah, it's like, I know say? how awful she goes. I know how awful I was. Yeah. She's she probably goes, like, hit me. Yeah. Hit me. I bet you won't. Yeah, I bet you won't. It's, it's like, <laughs> and like we had like 30 drinks that day. So it's like, yeah, just that a, combo. The yeah. Just brain. alcohol. Oh my God. And you know, and then and then it speaks more to my past, you know, like uh, yeah. trauma and abuse in my childhood, from. and so that's why I'm not that hard on myself about it. But anyway, that was the yeah, that was the long answer for it. Yeah, I'm not really a great boyfriend. Have you ever been in therapy? Uh, yeah, several times. Yeah, I'm not currently. Uh, my podcast has been really helpful as yeah. therapy because it's a weekly reminder of everyone else's uh, stuff that they're going through, and it constantly makes me think about my issues. Well, let's go ahead and plug your podcast. Like, what's it about? What's uh, name oh good cock bad cock it is a jocular podcast about male sexuality and we interview my co-host zaley kane and i uh, interview people about their sexual history uh gender orientation uh, and sexuality um and they share what turns them on and off and their best and worst cocktails good cock bad cock <laughs> subscribe on itunes yeah. uh and yeah i actually uh I open up about more about my abuse in my life. Um, we interview Zaylee's husband's girlfriend in an episode. We the husband's girlfriend, so they're in an open they're relationship. Poly, they're Polly. Okay. Uh, she lives with her husband and her boyfriend, and they Fuck raise yeah, her daughter get together. She's, she's great. Uh, we also interview several of my exes. My mom's going to be on the podcast. It's really interesting. Oh my god, you guys, subscribe and check it out. So that kind of like serves as a little bit of therapy for you to just like check in, talk about stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and also, it's an extension of the same idea is that I want to help people. And mm -hmm. I feel like by getting asking people about their sexuality and gender and sex, people don't really get an opportunity to talk about it. No. And so then you find that people don't even realize a lot about themselves in the interviews as they're talking they start to realize stuff about themselves. It's wow. really fascinating. Yeah. Because it's not a very common conversation that can be had without specific context. Usually when you're in a relationship with someone, but then you talk about it in relation to the two of you having sex. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really, so it's you're not going to be detached. open about who you are sexually necessarily with your lovers, unless that's the kind of person you are. And those people are rare. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are just like sexually repressed too. Extremely. So like, a lot of my art and comedy and I try to kind of taper back but it's very sexual because I don't even realize like until people tell me they're like this stuff's really sexual and I'm just like I guess just people are repressed because I don't even think about it in those terms like it's not even like I have like I'll have rocks that will say like you get me hard like it's just like it's just funny like I, I don't know. I feel like people are just like afraid to talk about sex in whatever terms or like makes them blush or whatever mm -hmm. you know but I guess they just need to take more acid or something. <laughs> or, I mean, I understand that it's private. Yeah. But I think m what you find is that most people are happy to talk about it. Yeah. 
So aside from the few people that are like, oh, that question's personal, for the most part, it's just very opening. So it extends I think people want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, it, it goes, I realize that it is a podcast. Those are popular right now. Uh, it yeah. is about <laughs> sex, but it, but ultimately it's more about sharing. Mm-hmm. And so by people getting to share something very personal about themselves, there's a healing aspect to it. Absolutely. And uh, I've had great. several people say that after, you know, like, hey, I didn't know that I needed to do that. But thank you for asking me to do that because I'm really glad I said some of that stuff. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what I want to hear. I want to hear people say oh, I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, and then share it. I'm just like, yes. Yeah, you're like a therapist. In a yeah, way. yeah, in a way, but without all the schooling and shit. Yeah, who needs school? Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> who needs school when you have empathy? Uh, Actually, I had a therapist, my therapist uh, up in New York had told me, she's like, the empathy you have, she's like, some people spend their whole, like, some people spend their whole careers, like, trying to have that level of empathy. That's like, I guess just some people have it naturally, you know? Dang. I mean, for me, I, I think it just comes from growing up in a chaotic household and I was the youngest. So it was like, I had to just be aware of everything that was going on in order to survive and navigate myself throughout the scenarios. Um, so I think I just like developed that skill like unintentionally. And I didn't even know that I was an empathetic person. Like, I felt like it was almost like I didn't even have a self. Like I just would like identify with everything else, like where it was like so chaotic. And then it was only when I was in therapy that my therapist actually kind of helped me to develop an ego and like have some sort of like defense mechanisms, like where it was like, I never got into like too many abusive scenarios. Thank God. Like, I definitely was like protected from that, but there were definitely some relationships that I was in that were a little like touch and go where it was like, I kind of dated this guy who was an alcoholic and he, I just was like trying to help him too much. You know, it was like, I didn't know that there's like a certain point when so you dated your dad. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't dated more of my dad. <laughs> yeah, stay away from that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he was like, I saw that pretty quick, though. It started to unwrap. Like, when you're an empathetic person, you're very sensitive to when shit gets, hits the fan pretty quick. So sensitive. It's yeah. annoying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now at least I have, like, the tools to know how to kind of shut myself off. Like, if I start to feel like somebody's imposing themselves too much, like, I'll kind of walk away or turn my body language away or, like, not make eye contact. Like, just, like, my therapist had this she has a friend who does massages and she will literally like put like an invisible like veil over herself as like a symbolic kind of like barrier between her and another person so that like you don't take on too much of their energy oh weird yeah that makes sense that makes sense though like because if you're around somebody who's super chaotic or whatever like i mean that to me is a big problem with doing comedy actually is especially in new york is I will oftentimes leave an open mic or leave being around comics, like feeling super down and depressed. Cause it's like all like, especially like just New York is like super depressing and there's a lot of this like pressure and claustrophobia and everyone is like trying to make it and everyone and like comics are just depressed people. So I mean, yeah, the, so the energy gets sucked up. Yeah. So that's why I'm moving to LA. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm sure it's just one chaos for are another. Are you kidding me? Yeah. LA is such a drain. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's the thing is like, I wish I could do comedy somewhere that I didn't have to 
that wasn't just like full of garbage like but that's just like everywhere like yeah i mean that's I mean, the problem with doing comedy right uh, like, yeah <laughs> stand-up is and I, I, that's the man i've been thinking about it a lot yeah yeah i i need to put a lot of work into the writing aspect and the craft and get excited about what I want to say before I, because I've just been going out, go through the motions. Yeah. And uh, it's not that rewarding. And then going to LA, I was just like, I don't even want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to stand. I don't want to wait three hours to do three minutes in front of this group of people who's all, com- they're all completely just wiped out. Yeah. And it. At least it's sunny out there, though. It is. Sun- <laughs> it is sunny out there. There's that. Uh, but everything's so far away, and uh, LA just. I, and I'm. I'm from there, and I've been there three times this year. And every time I'm there, I'm less and less. I'm like, yeah, I don't actually want to move here. Yeah. Well, fuck. Maybe I won't move. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I <laughs> well, think that. I think here. that's where I'm. I think that's. I've known for a while that that's where I'm going to go, that that's where I'm going to end up. Um, so I'm going to go try it. And well, it's then, the warmer of the two evils. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing is like, if I'm going to be in New York or LA, like I might as well be where it's sunny and they have weed. So yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I can handle all the depressing waiting around that shit. Like I got from New York, but at least it's sunny in LA. Yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So I'll try it out there and see how it goes. I just kind of follow my heart. Like I feel like the universe kind of guides me yeah. along the way i'm not really stuck in any particular place or any yeah, yeah. it's good to trust your feelings yeah absolutely. if you need to go to la go to la absolutely report back <laughs> absolutely yeah i'll let you know for sure well i guess we should wrap it up um but this is a great conversation yeah, yeah. sure so what's your instagram twitter all that are uh, you on any my of name that? is chris, chris castles, castles. <laughs> you can find me if you google me i'm out there <laughs> but listen to my podcast yeah. because uh i think it's uh, pretty interesting work we're doing yeah good cock bad cock <laughs> yay i love getting other people to say it <laughs> absolutely it's great okay cool well thanks again and uh i'll check bye bye <laughs> Okay, well, that's been the podcast, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out Chris's podcast, Good Cock, Bad Cock. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, A Thousand Serious Moves, on iTunes. Go ahead and give me a five-star rating also while you're at it. Check out my website, therapistjokes.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at therapistjokes or therapistjokes, whichever you prefer, (laughs) wherever your mind goes. And, uh, yeah, I got some upcoming show dates. I'll be in San Antonio this weekend, Friday and Saturday, and I'll be spending most of December in New Orleans. So be on the lookout. If I got any listeners out there, come out, come say, Hey, come buy some art and that's it. Y'all. I, uh, thank you again for listening. I wish you love, courage, pussy, money, weed, enlightenment. Namaste.